Hello and welcome to Gin and Spirits. Spirits. <laughs> Your um, ghost ghost story, uh, the alcohol infused <laughs> ghost story podcast, where we find real tales of terror online. Share and them with each other. You're not looking at the. No, I'm not just looking at you. And share them with each other while drinking copious amounts of adult beverages. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> and what adult beverage are you drinking? I am all the same day, so I'm still drinking. <laughs> We've recruited three episodes in a row. Yeah. So I'm still <laughs> drinking Barefoot Sweet Red Blend. California Sweet Red Blend. I don't know. It's really good. You should drink it. I'm yeah. not sponsored by them. I just like it. I'm still drinking UFO Pumpkin, um, but I'm having a sip of that, having a sip of water. <laughs> I ate a lot of takeout, yeah. so I, I just felt really the need to, to hydrate, but I am drinking still <laughs> the pumpkin beer. Oh, I'm going to hydrate after this episode for sure. I just drooled. Ah. Well, it wasn't drool, it was water. <laughs> it's fine. All right, so here we go. All right, creepiest thing of the week is not from the week, but it's from my childhood. Nice. Um, when I was a small child, uh-huh. my mom was taking driving lessons because we lived in a city, mm-hmm. and she had never had her driver's license, and we were moving away from the city to where she would need to drive. Mm-hmm. So she was doing that, and my dad was at home with me and I loved scary stories mm-hmm. as a kid. I loved them. And I just watched the Halloween special of the Disney TV show Dinosaurs. Yes. Where he is a <laughs> werewolf dinosaur. The vegetarian werewolf Yes. Dinosaur. Oh my God. Oh, I can't believe you remember that. Show. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. So I watched that episode and my dad was like, ah, my child likes scary things. Yeah. Because, you know, I watched a Halloween episode <laughs> of a children's, of a children's show. show. Right. <laughs> and so he decided that he was going to tell me a scary story. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells me of this desert, uh-huh. right, where there is a fucking lizard, right? <laughs> a Gila monster? Okay. I think, yeah. Sun monster, Gila monster. And the Gila monster... Gila monster? But is it pronounced with an H? Probably, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Once again, the pronunciation. Yeah, oh my God. I know my dad pronounced it Gila monster, so... I know, I'm like, you're right, yeah. So, this thing is in the desert and bites this human who happens to be wandering in the desert, right? Mm. This is similar to the story of the, the where dinosaur vegetarian, right? Something has to bite something, right? Maybe that's that what his inspiration I think that was, from? yeah. I don't know why he went desert, <laughs> what his issue was. But, and he said that the only way that this dude who was bit by this lizard could be human was to chill in this diner that my dad described in, like, awful detail, being, like, or, like, great detail mm-hmm. about it just being awful. Like, he was like, and there are no chocolate chip pancakes. <gasps> like, you know, like for a yes. child, I was like, oh, God. No but, like, everyone's chips. horrible in there. Like, everything. And he has to stay there if he wants to be human. And when he goes outside, he has to be, once again, this lizard 
the, the lizard gets to be a human forever now because he bit someone. So the guy's like, oh, if I bite someone, I can be human forever. But he has this moral dilemma of biting a human or not. Wow. And my dad told this to me as like a five-year-old. It's a good life lesson. I was scarred and couldn't <laughs> sleep for like a week. My Did mom was... to be a lizard? Yeah. <laughs> And to be stuck in this awful diner. Right, with our chocolate chip. For the rest of my life. <laughs> and have a real moral, you know, battle with myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to think about that. <laughs> so I didn't sleep for like a week and my mom was fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I leave you alone. Yeah, for one night. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my creepy story. Um they had to have a, a good dream intervention with me. Oh. Where we just talked about things that I could dream about that were good. <laughs> and they had to, like, get me geared up to, like, go to sleep oh and dream about good things. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to dream intervention. Cheers. Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. So that's mine. Nice. I'm literally spilling all over myself. That's fine. All right. Mine is this picture that I saw on a list. <laughs> um, I'm going to describe it and read the caption. I'll put it on Instagram with, like, the collage post, you uh-huh. know, so you guys can see it. Um, but, so the title is, Are We Really Going to Act Like This Isn't the Start of a Zombie Apocalypse? Oh, God. <laughs> and the image is this tree, and the grave is, like, pushed up out of the ground. <laughs> And the caption is, whoever took the photo claims that the roots of the tree pushed this gravestone up over time, but I'm not willing to take that risk. (laughs) Isn't that great? That's really great. Yeah. That's amazing. Definitely the start of the zombie zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So that's very funny. That's my previous thing. Do you believe that zombies can be real? Um, you know, I'm really into the, like, whole, um, idea of, like, a virus or a parasite causing, like, a zombie-like... Thing. I mean, they do it already to bugs, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's possible. Nice. Yeah, why not? And then there's also, like, the idea of, like, biological warfare. hmm Why not? Do you, you think know? you'd survive? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I think I'd survive until my medicine ran out. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought about this. <laughs> That's really funny. And then I would just seize to death. Oh, man. And that man. would be it. Oof. <laughs> I'd fling myself into the crowd to- <laughs> Maybe distract them all oh, while nice. everyone else. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd survive. I think that I would be a very good, like, a keeping the home base down. Mm. Like, like I'd be kept around because, like, I can teach the future children mm-hmm. to write, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, in, like, a running situation, if I need to <laughs> run from something... <laughs> I'm not going to be that good at it. So I'll trade, like... I'm scared, I suddenly yeah. can book it. I don't know. I'm pretty quick. I don't know. That's not I don't think I the am. is I would yeah. be limited. <laughs> yeah. Unless I, think... I, like, took over the Lamictal factory. Right. And, like, lived there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get yourself there. That's your only goal. Because <laughs> that apocalypse starts. Other people are, like, trying to get to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I'm like, where do they make Lamictal? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I guess I could try to wean myself off of it, but I don't know if I have enough time. If you promised me that, like, you'd save me a space in, like, post-apocalyptic world, like, I'd help you get there. You, you, and I'd save you a space in my new factory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. All right. I don't know what I would do. You probably don't want to travel only with me, though, because I really don't think I'm going to last. Right. We're going to want to have we a small We can build group. a team. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be on our team. 
I'll be on your team. Yeah. And then if, if you want to be on our team. Let us know. Email yeah. us to the experience podcast yeah. at gmail.com. Tell us what your role would be. <laughs> we'll keep your email in our contacts or something in case the time ever comes. I think it would be about like communication point. with like others. Mm. I'm great at bridging some gaps. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Cool. So I'm going to talk about the Landmark Theater. Oh, nice. Have I heard of this? Not like the ghost stories, but is this like an old... It's is this still current? current? Yeah. I think I've heard of the, the location, but not Very of cool. facts. But okay. Awesome. I think I've been to it. It's in Syracuse. No. Never mind. What you've been to? I went to one I saw Tape Face in Tarrytown. Oh, okay. Is, is that really? supposed to be haunted? I don't know. I thought it was a really old theater. Now I don't know anymore. Oh. I haven't been to Syracuse. I haven't been to this one. Okay. I don't know anymore. All right. Well, <laughs> it opened in 1928, mm-hmm. um, and it originally was for silent films, and then what they called talkies. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. You know? Um, and today they have concerts cool. and other stage performances, and sometimes they'll host, like, screenings of specific movies. So, but it's still functional. And there are three ghosts. Wow. Yeah. That are set to haunt this theater. Um, and we'll get to them in a little bit. So, um, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Why are theaters haunted, you might ask? Why are theaters haunted, Kate? Great. So, one reason could be that the that theaters are actually very dangerous places. So okay. a lot of places for people to fall, especially people who are working like backstage, mm-hmm. or people who are doing lighting, or working on electrical systems. Um, so a lot of spirits are said to um, show up in theaters because of malfunctions with those things. Mm-hmm. And then another is that the actors are so passionate about their jobs that their spirit remains around. Um, So, that being said, uh, there are three manifestations that have to do with those types of things. The first is um, a ghost named Claire or Clarissa. Okay. Referred differently on different websites. Okay. But same story. So the tale is that she... Maybe it's Clarissa and she goes by Claire. Maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. The tale is that, you know, when she's... A, well, okay. Hold on. Back up. Why is she dead? Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> so she flung herself to death off oh. of the balcony of the theater. Okay. Wow. Because either, one, she didn't get the role that she wanted. That is next level dramatic. Yeah. She's yeah. an actress. Yeah, yeah. well, Jesus. And then two, the other reason it might have been was that um, she watched her husband get electrocuted to death on stage. That day? Did it, yeah. Oh, that's more of a reason. To yes, absolutely. Lose your mind. So then she, when she shows up, a lot of people report smelling lilacs. Um, probably burnt flesh from her husband. Well, he's the other one of the other ghosts. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, so we'll get to him. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but so one of the people who reportedly encountered her was Paul DeRose, who's a telephone repairman. And there are some tunnels beneath this theater that people refer to as the catacombs. Of course. Um, and he said that 
he smelled the lilac smell when he was down oh. in the tunnels, and then he turned around, and the door was locked. <gasps> no! Yeah. He was stuck down there? He got out. It was oh, fine. God. It's, he said it raised the hairs on his neck. Yeah. I'm like, well. Same. <laughs> I would cry. Like, yeah. Um... And also it said that Clarissa hates cigarettes. So that one time there was a band member smoking backstage and um, she appeared in front of him and like terrified him like wow. on purpose. So he, he like actually saw her. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so and that's pretty cool. And she like is said to like show up as like a full body apparition, but then like Wow. Like, yeah. Go away really quickly. Yeah. But it said that she ter- like, you know, she she was real mad about it. Yeah. So, probably because of the electrocution. I don't know if that has something to do with like, smoke. Yeah. You know. Maybe it's just gross and she's like, no. Yeah. Also yeah. a reason. Um, and then, like, some people are like, oh, there's no reports about her suicide. But it was, first of all, like, it was in the 1930s. And one of the websites says that the, a paper would not have written about a suicide at that time. Yeah, that's fair. It wouldn't have been reported. Because I think a lot of them wanted to keep it on the DL. Yeah, and especially with, like, a, the theater opened in the 20s, like... It's, yeah. You know, they it's don't want to... It's too new. They don't want to ruin yeah. the reputation. Yeah. So, um, there's that. So, that's Clarissa, or Claire. Then there is Oscar, who is a stagehand, okay. who was electrocuted on stage and it was her husband yes wow yep so um that's that's basically about him um and then it's like kind of nice that they're together i guess yeah yeah Yeah. you know you're gonna haunt somewhere at least you gotta might as well be with your spouse Yeah. yeah it's sad that you know yeah he was electrocuted. Yeah. Um, and then the third is Charlie. And he was a... <laughs> he lived there in the 1970s. He was a caretaker. Okay. And he lived in their boiler room. That's creepy as hell. And he just died of natural causes in the theater. But he That's said nice. to still be there. Because he lived there. Yeah. So again, like, all yeah. the manifestations, all three of them kind of show up in the same way. So there'll be a strange blue light. Okay. Um, like uh, or, or like, a blue light. light. Cool. Yeah, they'll show up in photos. Um, they are known to talk on EVPs. Um, and the most haunted areas are the very back of the auditorium, something called the red wo- red room, something called the walnut room, mm-hmm. and then in the catacombs, those spaces yeah. are most haunted. Um, I think even as a ghost, I'd be afraid of the dark and not want to go in the catacombs. <laughs> I agree. It just doesn't <laughs> sound good. Yeah. Uh, Oscar's been seen on stage, like, doing business, oh. getting stuff done. And um, Charlie is very, very protective of the theater and tries okay. to keep out intruders. Oh. Yeah. That is a useful-ass ghost. Yeah. But, like, none of them seem, like, bad. Yeah. They're just there. They're just ghosts. He's helping build the set. She's yeah. helping keep your actors healthy. He's right. helping keeping intruders. Yeah, out. so they're all really great. Um, and then there's they've held ghost hunts at the theater to raise money to keep the theater running, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty interesting. Um, people on the ghost hunt asked the guy in charge of it, um, 
me find his name. Hold on, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, where are we? Come on. Come on, it's with an A. I am causing so much dead airspace. <laughs> oh, there we go, okay. <laughs> James Atkinson? Yeah, we'll go with it. From Ghost Hunters of Central New York. They've been like, hey, will you light a cigarette? And he's like, no. Uh-huh. He says, first of all, it's unhealthy. And second of all, he wants their experiences to be natural. Good. So, because they're like, oh, if you light a cigarette, like, she'll show up. And he's like, no. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, and then they just said that, like, a lot of people who have worked there, like, they think show up also. Like, not in, like, as frequent. Okay. You know? Like, there might be other... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so, again, those fundraisers happen, which is pretty cool, and they say that every time they investigate the theater, they get more evidence from these friendly spirits. Nice. Yeah. I love they're friendly. Me too. It's nice. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not a, I mean, it's scary. They're still, they're, they're ghosts, but it's not anything, um, yeah, malicious. Or yeah. That. And my sources, I'm sorry. Mm. I need to... Give credit where credit is due. So we've got the lineup.com slash haunted movie theaters, Syracuse.com, and light987.com. It's a radio station. They did an investigation. And then hauntedhouses.com. And that's it. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is the opposite of what you just did. Oh, not friendly? <laughs> not friendly. Okay. Um, but not, like, super new. Like, this is, so it has inspired The Conjuring 2. Oh, okay, okay. cool. So this is the Enfield Poltergeist. E-N-F-I-E-L-D. Enfield. Enfield. Right? Yeah. The Enfield Poltergeist. I know we've, like, mentioned Poltergeist yeah, on the show, but yeah. this is a very specific one. We've mentioned the people who did the Conjuring investigation. Yeah. Because they were the same ones that did the Haunting in Connecticut. Yes. Investigation. Yes. <laughs> um, so this didn't... Yeah, so... Yes. <laughs> but I'm not, like, really focused on them too much for this Oh, okay. Time. But I don't remember their names, so maybe I do mention them. Who knows? This is not my charger. The other one's yours. Kate's trying to plug in her computer, and it's going poorly. <laughs> Is it plugged in? we got to wait for the light to come on. There okay. we go. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so this happened in uh, a suburb in North London, um, and it went on for 18 months. That's a long time. It's a very long time. <laughs> um, because I've seen The Conjuring, Conjuring 2... Yeah, we said that's one where they ran across the street, right? Yeah, we yeah. saw it together. Yeah. The whole theater clapped. Yeah, that one. So, um, because I've seen that, I feel like some of it I'm reading, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this very directly inspired The Conjuring 2. So, um, uh, this woman, Margaret Hod- Hodgskin, Hodgson, Hod- Margaret gets a divorce. <laughs> Good old Maggie. Yep. And her and her four children, Peggy, Janet, Johnny, and Billy ages 13, 11, 10, and 7 in that order, um, they move into this house. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Also, my sources are express.co.uk and csicop.org. Okay. Um, all right. So, five of them move into this house. 
And um, within, like, a pretty quick time, they're noticing, like, furniture is clattering around. You've got household objects flying. So over the court, over the 18 months, we'll summarize that with this list. Ready? Yeah. we got disembodied voices. Temperature drops. The 11-year-old girl apparently floated horizontally across her bedroom. Across? Across, which I don't know. I picture that as, like, yanking her across, like a yoink, you know? But, like, she might have just been, like... Floating also might be, like, a very casual word, so maybe... Either way, it's not a good... Not a good thing. No matter what, I don't want to look at an 11-year-old floating in the air, so... No. Yeah. Um, so, there's a debate, though, that's, like, was it real, or was it just, like, to, like, get attention almost? Okay. And, um... There's a lot of skepticism about the sisters specifically, so. Okay. Um, should I start with the skepticism and end on the cool stuff, or start with the cool stuff and then tell you about the skepticism so you oh, know the context, man. you know? I think the cool stuff first. And then address yeah. the skepticism, okay. And I do still think that there's possibly some legitimacy to it. Okay. Um, and also, for the record... Both of these articles were incredibly long, so I only have two links, but it was like oh, it was like a lot of information. Uh-huh. Um, and the second one is written by someone who like outright says their opinion is that this is not real. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've got like uh, two very different sources happening, and I and I do think that there is possibility. There are possibilities of maybe it being legit. Like I don't know. So yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So. Um, yeah, the story inspired a short TV series and The Conjuring 2. Um, so, it started out with Johnny and Janet. So, Johnny, we said, was the 10-year-old uh-huh. and the 11-year-old. Johnny and Janet, they're trying to convince their mom that their beds are shaking in the middle of the night. They're like, Ma. And she's <laughs> like, no. And then the immediate next night is when a mysterious knocking sound happens and there's a sliding of a chest of drawers going across the girl's room. And that was in the, the movie yeah, when everyone clapped in yeah. the theater. That was, yes, cool. And then there were, the next night there were more knockings and finally uh, the mother called the police. She was like, I'm done. She's like, I, I don't know if she thought someone was living there or right, like what, right. she calls the police. Um, so a female police officer says that she witnessed a chair wobbling and sliding around a little bit and she wasn't sure how. So okay. she witnessed the thing. Um, the next morning, Margaret, the mother, claims that there were marbles and Legos just, like, flying around through the room. Mm -hmm. And the mother often yelled at Janet for this because she was, like, very usually the the focus of the problem. Okay. So, a lot of times, like, Janet would just be there. Like, it it was happening around Janet. So, she's like, are you throwing these Legos? Janet's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then we have... Despite the fact that there is this huge debate, there's also people say there's, like, evidence for it. So I'm going to talk about some of the evidence, and then I'll go back and explain how people are trying to debunk that evidence. So um, the first one is the levitating. So there's supposedly a photograph of her levitating with a, like, tormented face. Like, she, like, looks, like, like very stressed, and she's levitating. Um, The quote was... A shriek, tormenting look on her face as posters of pop icons, David Soul, and the Bay City Rollers smile down from the walls of her bedroom. It was like such a creepy sentence. I loved it. But so they say that there's a picture of her levitating. I didn't look it up because I was kind of going quickly before we fall asleep <laughs> on this couch. We're tired. It's 10.30. <laughs> We've been going since 3. <laughs> For you guys. Yeah. 
But I'm gonna look it up, and again, I'll, if there if there are pictures out there of it, I'll throw that on the Instagram thing when that comes around. Um, but I don't know if there will be or not. So, um, all right. Though the pictures were taken by photographer Graham Morris, who was contacted by, it says by Peggy, who was a 13 year old. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was weird that it said Peggy. I don't know if they got the names mixed up or what, but whatever. So. Um, he works for a newspaper and I guess they just like wanted attention on it. They were like, someone needs to fix this. We need help. So they uh-huh. got a newspaper photographer. So he comes in and he, so he sets up, um, was it him? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Sorry. So he, he gets this picture somehow, whatever. Um, uh, I think, oh shit. <laughs> one source told me him and now that I'm looking at the other one, I think the other source might've mentioned the other guy. Now I'm kind of confused, but someone took the fucking picture or whatever. So okay. Graham Morris is contacted by Peggy. And his experience is he's sitting there and he's, like, getting information about the place. And he says that suddenly things just took off and started flying around the room. Oh I got hit by a Lego brick over my right eye. Dot, dot, dot. I'm, so, I'm like, breaking up. The yeah. Court. Dot, dot, dot. There was a fair bit of, of force. Dot, dot, dot. I was watching all of the family and none of them was doing anything. <laughs> so, like, it was normal to them. Right. Uh, somewhere in the quote he had mentioned that, like, the, the Lego hit him so hard that he had a bump on his head. Like, for a couple of days. Um, so, okay. Um, a lot of got, force for Lego. Right? <laughs> um, and so, meanwhile, The Exorcist and The Amityville Horror were both released in the 70s, and this is happening in the 70s, so mm-hmm. there's, like, a lot of people are kind of, like, interested in this, you know? Yeah. So they're starting to get contacted by different reporters and different paranormal investigators, and so, um, one person from BBC, a reporter, um, Ross Morris was a skeptic. He came over, stayed the night, and said that it was very disturbing. And he had heard um, a bunch of different, like, loud noises that he just didn't think the girls could be making. Right. Um, or at least he didn't think Janet could be making. I don't know if he mentioned Peggy or not. Okay. But he didn't think Janet could be making them. He said there was no way that Janet could have made it from point A to point B fast enough for her to have made okay. that noise and then be back where she was. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so let me get Maurice Gross. Uh, paranormal investigator. Okay, so this, um, I, this is why I think he's the one that filmed this. Um, so whatever, I think it's him. Um, so he's a paranormal investigator. He placed a recorder and a camera in Janet's room, um, and it would trigger a picture every time a bump was heard. Okay. Or he would, somehow a picture was taken every time a bump was heard. Um, when the film was developed, uh, that's when those levitating pictures came out. Okay. Um, and Morris, though, made sure to stress that he was never present in the room when the shutter captured the startling images. That was a quote. Okay. Because he was never present. So he was like, I think, why did that just say Morris now? Who is Morris? I'm so freaking confused. I don't know. <laughs> I bet Morris was the one that saved the night. Yeah. Maybe they were commenting on both reporters at the same time. I don't know. All of them, though, were not present during the noises, during the pictures. Like, Okay. One of the things later, I was going to say later, but it's, I'll just say it now. Um, the poltergeist, like, refused to act up unless the girl was alone in a room. With Janet? The Janet or Peggy. Okay. Usually Janet. Um, they refused to act up or, like, speak or, like, do anything super crazy unless Janet was alone in a room with a door shut. Interesting. So that was part of the problem. Right. And that was why they set up that whole camera thing. Um, so, 
And later they try to debunk the pictures. So that's, um, that said, things that they haven't addressed in the article where they're very against it. There mm-hmm. are apparently 2,000 inexplicable incidents and witnesses related to this. Not 2,000 witnesses, but combined. Right, right, right. Um, one of them is, quote, the local lollipop lady's testimony. I love that there's the a local lollipop, lollipop lady. lady. I'm obsessed. She go door to door selling lollipops? I hope so. That would be lovely. Yeah. I'd love it if there was a lollipop lady. Me too. So, uh, she says that she saw Janet levitating through her bedroom window. Like, she saw it happening. Okay. Um, Janet also claims that when she was levitating one time, because apparently this happened more than once, a curtain got wrapped around her neck during the levitation, Mm -hmm. and her mother had to actually, like, wrestle her out of the curtain. It almost, like, killed her. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Do you think levitating just became, like, a normal thing for her? (laughs) She's just like, oh, here we go again. Right, take a nap, I guess. I can't control that anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so did I introduce Gross already? Yeah, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. one I thought with the... Okay. So he spends a huge amount of time getting involved in this. And I think this is who the paranormal investigators in The Conjuring 2 were. I think... Remember that guy that came in with the recording? Yeah. I think that's him. Okay. 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 So he said that he noticed that there were like curious whispers and barking. 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 Coming from Janet's direction. So like, again, is Janet doing it or is it just happening around her? Is it her fault? Is she like, what is the deal? Right. Um, and he says that it's smarter than we are. This is a quote too. Gross says, it's smarter than we are. Look at this timing. The moment you go out of a room, something happens. You stay in the room for hours and nothing moves. Huh. It knows what we're up to. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he works really hard with this poltergeist and spends a lot of time there and ev- eventually develops some kind of connection with him. So it starts out where he finally got the voice to happen on a recording. Okay. And it came out as, like, this threatening, raspy voice. Mm-hmm. And then over time, it would start to answer questions, and over time, he got it to identify itself as a previous resident named Bill Win- Wilkins, who was 72 years old. Okay. And had died in the house. Okay. So, again, this, like, pairs with Conjuring with, 2, you know? Yeah, with the movie. Yeah. Um... He was the guy in the chair in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so his son, Richard, the uh, not the dead guy, the okay. reporter, Yeah. Um, he defends his dad's credibility. He says that there are hundreds of tapes archived at Cambridge University about this and that his father was just very concerned about Janet because other people are trying to say that he's wrong. You know? Okay, yeah. Um, he even brought in a ventriloquist. You also probably remember this from the movie. Yes. Right? That was a pretty cool scene. You guys should watch this movie, honestly. It's actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he brought in a ventriloquist to make sure that neither of the girls could possibly be mm-hmm. producing the voices that are coming up on these tapes. And, um, this is where I was saying the voice refused to speak unless the girls were alone in a room with the door closed. Right. So that's different than the movie. Yes, that is yeah. very different than the movie. Um, sometimes the girls did move their mouths when it spoke, but they actually, this group of people thinks that that adds evidence to the fact that it is real because... The girls wouldn't do it all the time. And, like, sometimes... I can't... I, I don't remember exactly how they phrased it, but it was, like... It was, like, um... Sometimes they would say something that could have filled in the end of its sentence. Okay. Like, like they would say something that fit in with what the thing was saying. Okay. You know? Or, like, sometimes their mouths would move, like, a little bit as if, like... 
not like it was talking through them, but as if they were just, like, too paired with it. Right. And they were kind of saying that, in their opinion, that means that maybe, like, if, like, it didn't happen all the time. Yeah. So they were saying that if they were, if they were faking it, if they were trying to be ventriloquists and they couldn't not move their mouths. Yeah. That would happen all the time. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so they were saying that, like, because just, like, sometimes they would catch their lip move a little bit or sometimes they would, like, fill in. Sometimes they would catch your lip move a bit, a little bit, so they thought that that meant it was, like, a genuine lip movement, not them faking a voice. A different voice. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, when they were saying that they would, like, finish their sentences, fuck, I'm just gonna, can I just pause this for, like, a hot sec to find yeah, this? I'm just gonna read it. Where is this mouse? Okay. So I'm gonna read the quote. This is from the CSICOP.org. Um, Okay. Evidence of ventriloquy, ventriloquial fakery was even taken as proof of authenticity. According to Playfair, the connection between Janet and the voice is obviously very close. There have been several occasions when she says something and it obvi- says something it obviously meant to say and vice versa. Uh, Would she slip up like that if she was faking the whole thing? So okay. like, So like, if her lips only move sometimes, number one, like how come they're not moving all the times? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if she was a bad ventriloquist, she would be a bad ventriloquist the whole time. All the time. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right. And then the second one is, like, the opposite. So, it's, like, why would she say something it was trying to say? In her if, voice? Yeah, in her own voice. If she was focusing so hard on convincing them it wasn't her. Yes. Okay. There yes. you go. <laughs> I don't know why this is such a task no, it's, for me. because it's a weird... Yeah. Thing. It's weird because, logically, that's a sign of it being false. Right. You know? So, like, trying to explain it as not false. Like, I get what they're saying, but it's hard to yeah. express it. Yeah, I understand why people would be suspicious of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that everything I want to say about him? I think so. <laughs> okay. And then we got this other guy, um, Milborn Christopher. So... Um, he ended up, I think, deciding, he deemed that she was faking. He thinks that it's Janet's fault, that she's just messing around. So he had told her, he was like, I don't care if you tell me something happened and I didn't see it. So like, if I don't see it, it didn't happen. That's it. He's like, I'm done. And because the whole thing was like, you have to be in the room alone, blah, 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 right? For stuff that that was like significant to happen. He's like, no. Um, so he was like rejecting those kinds of things that she was saying he was like okay "Okay, i heard a bump but i'm not just gonna believe that you were telling me a lamp fell you know what i mean right i made up an object but that's kind of the idea right um and then she could have knocked over the lamp right yeah and so he said that there was one day that um she got locked in the bathroom and she was like help me get me out of the bathroom stuck in the bathroom whatever and then he helped her out and he was like i don't believe that he's like i didn't see you get locked in the bathroom i just heard right. you yell about being locked in the bathroom right he's like did you lock yourself in the bathroom i don't know and so he said quote it almost seemed that the poltergeist was out to incriminate her by producing a third rate phenomenon in the president in the presence of a first rate observer so it was like all these like she had third to rate third rate phenomenon. phenomenon in the presence of a first rate observer so what he means is like there's a thing happening right now in your presence, but you didn't get to see it. I'm telling you about it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. And then he said so that. So if it, if it was real, then it was really smart. Yeah. Um, and so he said that he saw, he, one time, 
was like, okay, let me just see if I like sneak up there. He was like almost trying to catch her not in the act, I think. Yeah. But ended up catching her in the act. So he goes oh. upstairs and uh, he he like snuck up the stairs and caught her sneaking around towards the stairs to check if anyone was up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she like looked really startled to see him. Okay. And so I think after that he was like, okay, that's it. She's faking. She's sneaking around to see if people are awake. Why is she doing that? Right. right. So I think that was kind of his thing there. His breaking point. Yeah. And um, Ed Warren, and I don't know who that is because this is the only That's one thing. of the uh Oh. Yeah. The guys. Yep. Okay, well Ed Warren might not believe in this then. Okay. the quote that I'm right? saying Is that the here. right person that I'm thinking? I'm just going to quick... Right, because the Warrens give it a were... Duke. Let me see. I thought they were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ed and the Rain Warren. Okay, so... All right, from, from the source that, like, doesn't believe this shit, I'll read this quote. I just Googled... I, I like, I like Control-F Warren to, like, uh-huh. see... All right, what I skipped over, because I clearly didn't find it important at the time. <laughs> While demonologist Ed Warren claimed that Janet at least once was sound asleep, levitating in midair, the photographs did not record these levitations, nor did it, ind- nor did independent witnesses see them. Warren was notorious for exaggerating and even making up incidences in such cases, huh. often transforming a haunting case into one of demonic possession. So that's how this writer, that's his job. right? That's how that writer felt about Warren. Yes. Um, where did I find that? The other one, though, Warren. Let's try that again. Mm, I don't know. Whatever, though. So, um, yeah. So, okay. This brings me, <laughs> I think I'm now on the other end of this. To the skepticism. Yes. Okay. I've been segueing there, now I'm officially there. Okay. <laughs> um, so, first. It's actually a pretty smooth segue. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> so, um. Not that I ever doubted you. Thanks. I, I would. I would <laughs> doubt me. So, um, Janet and her sister Margaret actually admitted that some of the stuff was them exaggerating. They were like, we were egging on the investigators a little bit. Like, they did, they were kids, they were 11 and 13, and they were like, her sister Margaret, this, whatever site must have switched Peggy and Margaret. One of them is, whatever. So maybe the mom called the police, not the older sister. Okay. Someone messed up here. It's not me. But the children. Yeah, but in this case, it's the children, for sure. Um, So Janet and sister. Yeah, they were like, all right, listen, we egged you guys on a little bit when we were kids, but it was like, really, the majority of it was the truth. They said that they think it, they, they estimated it at about 2%. (laughs) Yes, thank you. 2%. That's what they said. 2% 2 of it was egged on. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least Um, it's not like 2% of it was true. No. Um, okay, so the, there are apparently like people that have like, um, Mm, when you like doodle on a picture to like point shit out on the picture, you know, like annotated a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's you. laughs> Labeled? Yes. Okay. Yeah, by like writing directly on the picture though, you know, like, like yeah. things that are wrong. Um, and so people think that, um, let me see, do I have this picture up? Um, people were saying that, like, if you look at this doodle, I'll put this on Instagram too. Um, they were like, her hair, this is a, a and we're back. <laughs> Kate, uh, Kate was about to go on another sneezing fit. We couldn't deal with another episode two it. or whatever that was. No. Yeah, so we're back. All right, um, back to the doodle pick. So, so, um, 
Yeah, this guy annotated it. I really think that's the word I'm looking for, like a picture. And again, this is uh-huh. like a cartoon version of it. But Dead as trampoline. Yeah. So if you look at this, and you guys should look at this on Instagram. Hopefully I'll post it in time. Um, she's vertical, not horizontal. Uh-huh. So I don't know if in the picture if she looked vertical. and th- This is supposed to be the picture that they took when they were automatically taking right. pictures during noises. So if this is the picture they saw, it looks like she's moving towards being horizontal, but she's not fully horizontal. So you could just right. have jumped off your bed to reach this angle. Um, her hair is being blown upward, which means she's falling down. Okay. If you're, if you're just floating, your hair should be hanging downward. Yeah. Um, and... Like, she's in the propelled position. Yeah, and her arms, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Look at her sister's scared face. He, he got. Yeah. So, again, are they faking the whole thing together? Uh, Pe- Either Peggy or Margaret. Now I'm confused. Okay. I don't know anymore. Let's see. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, another issue with it was that... When the, when the sisters were separated, incidents would happen at both houses. Oh. So it's like, why? You know what I mean? Which one of them is trying it's, to keep right, it alive? Right, right. Or, I mean, the the flip side of that is why would you continue to do stuff if you weren't in your house? So I don't know. Um, incidences were happening at both houses, even if the girls were in different places. Um, the one daughter one time was found on the stairs and was like, I'm stuck. And like, this is a 13 year old and whoever, whatever reporter was there, like ran over to help her. And she was just kind of like positioned in a way that like, you could just make yourself positioned. Like her leg, like was in a yeah. position, but she could have just done that. They were like, all right, this is like clearly child bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um, my dog is wagging his tail. I don't know if you hear that or not. I have a dog. He's wagging his tail on the ground. All right. Um, above us. <laughs> then, uh, let's see. Okay, and then in 1979, the poltergeist just inexplicably, inexplicably, inexplicably left. Oh. It just stopped. And, like, maybe once in a while there would be, like, an occurrence, but, like, for the most part, no. Yeah. And so people are like, maybe the motivating force was just the new divorce. Like, maybe the girls were just, like, acting out. Right, right. Um... The writer of the episode of the episode, the writer of the article um, that thinks they're lying, said this, and I liked it. <laughs> I think it's that one. Yeah, um, I'd say two percent. She admitted that was a thing. The evidence suggests that this figure is closer to one hundred percent. However, as another eleven-year-old girl insisted after confessing to playing poltergeist to attract attention in an earlier case. I didn't throw all those things. People just imagined some of them. <laughs> so I guess uh-huh. the idea is, like, if you get into someone's head enough, they'll just start thinking shit on their own almost. You know? Yeah. Well, that's um, brainwashing. Yeah. That's like... So I guess in a previous case, they didn't list what the case was. Some other kid did yeah. the same shit and was like, I only I only threw some of the stuff. Some of the stuff just was, the, was on right. the floor already and a noise happened. Like, you know, like, whatever. Right. Um, so that was interesting. I found the picture. Oh, yeah? That. How do you feel about it? My phone doesn't want to show it to me. <gasps> your phone is haunted. Oh, my God. Poltergeist in your phone. Oh, my God. All right. You've downloaded a poltergeist. Oh, my God. Clear it looks a lot like the. Like the drawing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's creepy to me. Yeah, the poster is smiling. <laughs> it looks kind of fake. It looks like she's just jumping. Yeah. 
don't know. It looks ridiculous. But the, there's two kids in the bed that are in on it, though. It's not just the sister. Yeah. I don't know. It looks very fake. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say the, the flip side of that is... Like, how many times did she do that to get... Was there only one picture that camera took that night? Right. Or did she, like, do it multiple times? Was she in the same spot every time? I don't know. I would like to see what the roll of film looked like from that night. This, I think, is the one that you were just talking about with the reporter helping her, where she was in a position, because she's on top of something there. Maybe. I'm not sure. This looks weird. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, get it off my phone. (laughs) I, like, truly don't like it there. Yeah. Clear that shit. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my story. That's all I got. (laughs) I liked it. Thanks. That was great. I like the ones that are, like, skeptics are involved, too. Yeah, I think it's It's fun. interesting. Yeah. Because it just, like, brings into question, like, especially, I liked what you said about, like, the third-rate encounters for yeah. a first-rate investigator or something. Yeah. It's like, you it's can't like I'm literally see it. here. Like, I'm literally in your house, and you have right. to tell me about it? Right. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. And what else, how else would she tell them? Like, they, they, they didn't shut the bathroom door and try to open it for her. Like, of course, right. that is, like, a situation where you have to tell the person. Right. And that's, like, what's I'm crazy stuck. about it. Yeah. yeah. But how horrible, on the other hand, if, like, it really is just happening to her. This poor girl has a picture of her, poor woman now, has a picture of her as a child on the internet, floating in space, being levitated, and everyone's like, she's jumping. Right. Right? Could you imagine? If that's the case. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very good story. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. That's it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to bed. We are. I'm so tired. It is 11 o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> I've been doing this for very, a very long time. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours. Eight hours? You've been drinking for eight hours. But we've watched uh, uh, a little bit of Scooby-Doo and a little bit of Brady Bunch. So that's good. Yeah. So episodes we 11, eight. 12, and 13 are all part of this day. <laughs> happy happy Halloween. Happy Tuesday, Tuesday. Have a good night. 